Today is the feast day of St. John the Baptist, who is not a Baptist necessarily, although he did baptize a lot of people. Um, you'll find his prayer in the collects section of your prayer book. And I think his prayer is on page in the 200s. Let's see. There's a whole bunch of saint prayer days and they're divided by date. And his is on 241, 241. If you'll turn there, you'll see all of our major feasts in the Episcopal Church are in, in the prayer book. The other ones that we celebrate, like the one we celebrated St. Alban the other day, is not a major feast. They are feasts that we celebrate, but the major ones, the big, the big ones, are these apostles and a couple other significant events and people. Um, but all the apostles get one, including John the Baptist, who is really like a proto-apostle, like a first apostle um, in many ways in the New Testament stories of Jesus. 241, I'm going to pray it first. We'll start out praying it, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Almighty God, by whose providence your servant John the Baptist was wonderfully born and sent to prepare the way of your Son, our Savior, by preaching repentance, make us so to follow his teaching and holy life that we may truly repent according to his preaching and following his example, constantly speak the truth, boldly rebuke vice, and patiently suffer for the truth's sake. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. This collect is a pretty old one in, in our prayer book. It's been around a while. And it points to a couple different moments of John the Baptist's life, that he was wonderfully born. His father is a priest in the, in the temple offering a sacrifice when the angel appears to him and says, you're going to have a child. And he's like, but we're old. And no, you're... And, he says, because you kind of question that, um, you're, you're not going to be able to speak until the child is born. So what a terrible thing to not be able to speak. <laughs> not, 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 not such a bad thing for everybody else, maybe, but um, definitely bad for the person that can't talk, um, Zechariah. And yet we have the Song of Zechariah, one of our canticles, one of the beautiful canticles of the Song of Zechariah. But he is told to name his child John instead of Zachariah. Don't name your child after yourself. Name him John. And so he's named John the Baptist or John, and then he starts baptizing. But he prepares the way of the Messiah by announcing the coming Messiah in a very profound way with visual imagery and experiential, um, an experiential baptism where he is calling people into the water they're confessing their sins, and they're being baptized. This is not Christian baptism, the way we think of it um, today. Uh, what he is calling them into is a ritual cleansing, sort of something that a, that a person in that time would do more than just once. They would do it uh, more often. In contemporary Jewish practice, which is slightly different than what John the Baptist is doing in the desert, of course, John the Baptist is a Christian saint. He's a Christian person in our story. He is not in contemporary Judaism's story, but um, it would be similar to the mikvah or the ritual bath cleansing that um, Jewish people still do today. It's probably more like that than what we would see in a baptism today. But he's calling people to turn around, to repent, 
to do an about face, to come back to the covenant, to come home, is the really message of John the Baptist. So he, he teaches, he has a holy life, um, he lives as a Nazarite, he doesn't cut his hair, he doesn't eat meat, he lives out in the desert in a camel hair garment. Um, I always picture him one of those tan camel hair blazers, but I know that's a not, a not the accurate image, with a leather belt around his waist. Monks, uh, Orthodox monks and some others still today wear leather belts um, in memory of John the Baptist. Um, and, and the way they see that leather belt, even though they don't eat meat, they see that leather belt as a sign of sacrifice, of sacrificing the uh, freedom to eat meat and to um, live the way other people live. So John the Baptist was set apart from his childhood and birth. He is still, um, he's still uh, following this as an adult. And so, and the reason he gets his head cut off, as you know, um, is because he gets involved in politics. He, um, Herod, or Herod Antipas, um, Herod's, Herod the Great, the guy who tried to kill Jesus, his son becomes the Tetrarch of Galilee and, and other leaders, and other, his other son um, becomes a king, sort of, um, and they are ruling, and they hate each other, like a lot of brothers do when they become kings and get a divided empire they inherit from their dad. Um, and they um, have a lot of rivalry, so much so that uh, I believe it's Herod Antipas steals or somehow takes his brother's wife as his own wife. Um, and it's, it's a scandal, like all over. And John the Baptist calls it out and says, that's wrong. You're not supposed to do that. Um, that's not keeping the covenant. And for that, he is imprisoned and eventually executed. Um, nobody minded that John the Baptist was baptizing. <laughs> it's when he started talking about the king that he got in trouble. And so he boldly rebukes vice. He patiently suffers for truth's sake. Um, there's no indication that he protested um, anything that happened to him. But he did get profoundly depressed. We have an account in the Gospels where um, John the Baptist sends a messenger to Jesus and says, Is it really you? Are you really the Messiah? And here we see the, the humanity of John the Baptist, probably in a way that we don't see anywhere else in the text. That even though this fiery preacher who is, has all the best lines, you brood of vipers, repent, um, all these powerful lines, he gets discouraged and he doubts himself. He doubts the calling that God gave him. And he, and he says, like, are you really the Messiah or do we wait for another? Um, he sends a messenger and Jesus, you know, sends a message back saying, yes, I am the Messiah. Um, the, the signs are all happening that this is true. And so even in his final hours and days, he has confirmation that everything he did was for the right reasons and for the cause of the Messiah. He said, I must decrease, he must increase. And that is the call of all Christians today. Um, we are here to promote Jesus, not ourselves. Um, we want people to meet Jesus, not us necessarily. Um, hopefully they meet Jesus through us. But ultimately, they're here for Jesus, um, people that come to us. And we are here for Jesus, ultimately. Even through Mary, Mary points to Jesus. John the Baptist points to Jesus. All the saints point to Jesus and say, get to know him. They, we've gotten to know him. We want you to get to know him as well. So we thank God for John the Baptist, life, witness, and martyrdom. This morning, I was about four minutes into recording when I got a phone call, and then I just kept talking and not realizing that the phone call had shut off the recording. So 
um, sorry, you missed it. Um, <laughs> it was a discussion of the, uh, the kingship or the getting a king for the nation of Israel that Samuel uh, talks about, that the king will take all their stuff and leave them with nothing. So don't, don't look for a king, he says to his people, as they long for a king to, to lead them in battle and give them safety and security. But um, so if you never want to miss those little sermonettes, mini sermons, you can tune in to Zoom. Um, send me a message or contact me at runnermonk at gmail.com, runnermonk at gmail.com. And uh, I will give you the link for our morning prayer, which is nine o'clock central time. You can tune in. You don't need to have your camera on or anything. You can just listen and we pray together and we um, share some thoughts, usually what ends up on the podcast um, together. And then um, sometimes we share things to pray for each other about. You don't have to do that, but um, you're always invited to do that. So let me know. It'd be great to pray with you like in real time as well. But I want you to know I'm praying for you wherever you are today out there uh, doing what you have to do and doing what what um, God has called you to do, even if it's um, difficult, even if it's hard. Um, I'm thinking of you and praying for you today. So keep up the good work wherever you're do wherever you are and whatever you're doing. When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and answered them as best I could with stories from my life, stories I've learned along the way, and from what's rattling around inside my head. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast, where I try to take the questions of the day and answer them as best I can.